Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. livestock friends to this edition of before the bid podcast and uh, i am excited about this podcast and a uh, person that i've wanted to uh, talk to for quite some time on the podcast and a person that is no stranger to the cattle business no stranger uh, especially to the show ring a uh, third generation cattleman and uh, a man that grew up in the cattle business uh, grew up uh, showing cattle since he was very little uh and uh, now still continues with that, raising cattle and showing cattle uh, in the Angus breed. And uh, if you are in the show ring in the Angus breed, you know this guy or many other breeds, you will know this guy. And and some of you know him because he is a social media icon and uh, always uh, on the social media and has some very interesting things there. And they have a sale coming up, and this sale is in O'Neill, Nebraska, and it is going to be held at the Shamrock Livestock Market Center. And the sale is going to be on March 28, 2020. It's uh, going to start at 1 o'clock. They've got a special cow sale there at the Shamrock Livestock Facility, and uh, they're going to let this operation sell these bulls uh, before that special cow sale. And so on this edition, I am talking to uh, Chad Wilson of Wilson Cattle Company at uh, Cloverdale, Cloverdale, Indiana. And uh, so, Chad, want to welcome you to Before the Bid podcast. Thank you. How uh, Did you get enough rain up there the last couple of days? Yeah. Yeah, we've had enough rain the last of ten years, probably. <laughs> That's kind of kind of the way we are uh, down here as well. So, uh, uh, Chad, uh, most most people know uh, quite a bit about you and, and things, but uh, for those that might not, and and for those that, uh, especially since you're moving these bulls out to uh, Nebraska to sell them, give us just a little bit of history, if you would, about uh, Wilson Cattle Company. Okay, well, uh, we're located in the Cloverdale, Indiana. Um, we've been in business since uh, 1974. Um, uh, mainly, we have Angus and Key Angus cattle um, and a handful Three. of Herefords. And uh, my father was the past American um, Angus Association president, and when I was uh, the 2000. Uh, one uh, American Angus herdsman of the year, and uh, uh, manage all American Angus fraternity manager of the year, and 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 herdsman of the year. Um, that's we'll be one of the few operations in in this part of the world in the Midwest that make their sole living off of cattle. Uh, we don't grain farm or nobody. The family has an outside job or outside income of any sort. And so, uh, so that's the plan to to continue that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This 
this sales get geared geared more towards the commercial cattlemen um uh basically for you know the commercial cow calf operator what are some of the goals there at uh, Wilson Cattle Company? Some of your philosophies and things. Well, um, we're we're a big believer in the show ring. Obviously, um, I think it's a a great place to one is to get your genetics out for people to see them, and then two, to also to compare your progress of, against other breeders and and such. Um, we're I'm a big believer that the show ring and and what you call say the real world cow industry um, can be the same thing. We don't have like separate breeding programs. Basically, we we believe all them cattle fit in the same category. Um, our main philosophy is, I mean, we breed a lot off eye, not as much by data or paper. Um, I'm a big believer that live weights carry more carry more uh, precedence or weight land, land predicted, um, you know, weights and whatnot. Um, we're a big believer that like length of body is probably one of the most important traits. If, if not the most important in breeding cattle, cause simply where 80% of your weight comes from. Um, and you know, we want cattle that have a lot of performance, but are low in terms of input cost and then yet still have some balance and eye appeal because whether if you're selling junior show heifers or selling feeders at the sale barn or you know them order buyers they're still going to look at them and they need to be a you know a balanced uniform set that are attractive they'll bring more than than a set that isn't do you do you gear uh gear some of your genetics that way or, or do, do you stay away from some of those genetics to to stay where you're at uh, with with what um, your philosophies and goals are? Well, I mean, mainly we I, we we try to use a lot of our of our own genetics in our program. I mean, um, we do use some outside ones just because maybe you know the lines are getting a little close. But I mean, we basically, I mean, breed cattle for you know the traits that we think are important. You know, like I said, the length and structure and the low input cost. You know. And, like the we pay attention to the EPDs and and that, but again, I don't. We try to keep them balanced, but I don't put a lot of stock in it just because it's their predictions and there's a lot of outliers out there. Then too, I mean, um, when when you're weighing these cattle, like it, you know, birth and weaning and and yearling, to me that holds a lot more, you know, precedence than say this one's 110 on yearling and yet. It weighs 1,200 pounds, where this one's only 70 pounds on its EPD for yearling, yet it weighs 1,400 pounds. So, because um, they're just predictions and calculations, and um, you know, so that we kind of we we put a lot more preference on on just simply uh, eye appraisal, because I think like the way cattle are built definitely affects the way you know their cavities and, and more so than weight and and whatnot. Um, you know, because you get cattle that are real square hipped or or shorter pinned, they're going to be harder calving because the calves get hip locked. And then too, if they're higher tail headed, the calves got to come up out of the canal instead of coming down. And you know, it's things like that that EPDs necessarily can't can't tell you. Their EPDs are a good tool, but as, as a tool, that's you kind of need to use them as a tool, and not you know base a whole program on that one when, when you still got to eye analyze them. Mm-hmm. 
and you guys have you guys have been successful at at what you do uh not only uh not only in the show ring but also in your past sales that that you guys have had uh there at the farm uh if you would tell us uh, tell us a few about uh, tell us about a few of those past successes that you guys have had um in 2009 we um we had uh, four grand champions of of four different breeds and one reserve grand champion at the North American um, with uh, grand champion key bull, key Angus bull, Hereford bull, and Charlet female, and then reserve Angus bull. And that year we were also uh, had the best six head for the Angus, Herefords, and Keys. Um, took 39 head and had 30 class winners. Holy cow! Yeah, um, it's all like we had. We had, we've had for the past 25 years the 20 grand champion bulls at our Angus bulls at our state fair. Um, then oh, we've sold some cattle high. We had one time owned the XT's mother, which sold her at 17 years of age for a hundred thousand. And we've sold cattle all over the world, Japan, Australia, Argentina, Canada, Mexico. Um, that's, I mean, uh, we've, we've been real successful like this, uh, 2018, we bred, the. Uh, Grand Champion Angus Bull and Grand Champion Angus Cow Cap at the National Western in Denver. Um, in 2017, we had the Reserve Angus Bull. Um, yeah, and all that we've had 12 over the past uh, 15 years, we've had 10 Grand Ch- or National Champion uh, Key Bulls at, at Louisville. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good, and you've you've been rewarded for that uh, as well, right? With some uh, herdsman awards. Yeah, yeah, I was the 2001 um, American Angus Herdsman winner at the National Western, and in '98 I was the All American Angus Fraternity Herdsman of the Year, and then uh, and uh, see, it was two, 2010. I ju- actually judged the Angus Fraternity, and I was the Manager of the Year that year. Um, and like we've been the Indiana Hereford breeder of the year and, um, been second or third in the ROV Angus points breeder of the year before. Awesome. Good. What is you, you talk about being, uh, with, uh, diverse in, in some of those different breeds. Why, why do you like that diversity? Well, I mean, um, we believe that, you know, there's a lot of breeds that, uh, share, share their place in the industry. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in, in terms of the commercial atmosphere, a three-way cross, you know, basically having, you know, a maternal group with what I, I call kind of a forager group across the cow and you breed them to your terminal bull. Which, so we try to fill all them kind of needs, like with the Angus being a maternal, you know, group and then, you know, crossing them, you know, with the Hereford, you know, to get that black body for the lower input cost. Or they, I really like these key Angus cattle because I think they got um, a little more cutability to their carcass, maybe, say, than the Angus does. And then, too, I believe they've got more heat tolerance because actually the key, the full blood key is a cousin to the Brahmins. Um, but um, we've got to try to stay diverse just one is because we appreciate different breeds, you know, attributes to the industry, you know, and this way maybe we can 
serve our customers better, especially on the commercial end, you know, because that heterosis, it definitely pays the commercial guy for sure. One of your one of your fitting uh, um, adventures, you're doing the Wagyu thing. Yeah, yeah. We custom fit them for uh, Quentin Emerson of Emerson Cattle Company. I mean, he's actually got one bull in the, in the sale. Um, kind of the breed's just kind of now catching on where, I mean, if you've heard of Kobe beef, it's, you know, the high end of, of your, you know, steaks and whatnot. They're quite a bit higher and marbling than all the other breeds. And as we've gotten more involved with them and calves, you know, and raised some for him as well, I definitely feel that them cattle have their place. Other besides their carcass merit for like Cavanese, I mean they'll come about 60 pounds. Yet they've got a lot of will to live. Them calves get right up and nurse and and go, and then they still for coming you know 60 or even below 60 pounds at birth, they'll still grow and and gain good. The, the half blood cattle I think are are really good cattle, and then they're fairly maternal, um, decent good dispositions really i mean they've their their breeds catching on fast so like the registrations every year have almost doubled so that it's it's really a, a growing breed cool and you're doing quite well with that with that custom fit deal on those yeah yeah doc well since we've had them it's been past 10 10 years that's um we've well he's never been beat in the percentage female he's had grand reserve in denver all 10 years and then of them 10 he's had the national champion bull six and the national champion female seven of them of them of them 10 years wow got them in the right hands as well you think yeah i don't know about that but <laughs> gotta be gotta be doing something right right yeah he's got really good they're really good cattle it's they're really really exceptional wagus deal chad what's one of your we we can't i mean you can't get away from from a chad wilson without asking him what's what's one of the favorite things about showing cattle what do you like about well, it? Why i mean you get up in the morning well i mean i like the the competitiveness of it i guess um i mean i like to go out and, and compete against other people i mean it's 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 you kind of you got to love it you know or or not do it kind of a thing it's a lot like racing cars or anything else i mean it it takes a lot of time and dedication but um i mean i i like to compete against other people and do i mean i'm i'm a big big believer in the in the show ring that that you know them cattle are they can work and they're the they're the outliers that that's you know got the extra growth and all and whatnot and, and still performance you know and st- be look good in the ring and still go out in the real world and 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 perform i kind of look at cow shows it's like if you go to say the automakers big show you know like you know who's got one it's got way more performance now you know and each each time every year you go you should be you know breeding something better or changing your product somewhere not to make it make it better and it's a it's a good place to to show everybody you know what you're kind of doing right and as I said earlier, you've been doing it since you were young, young. Yeah, that's probably about since I was six years old, I guess. Probably when I was I'm like eight or nine years old. That's growing up. Uh, that's basically I got home from school. We had 
two show barns or different breeds were at. I had certain times I had to be at them and stuff just like an employee and was on the going on the road when I was like 10 years old traveling with guys like myself going to these shows and taking care of the cattle and stuff. It's about the only thing I I know, you know, that's it's either it's either cows or I don't know what I'd do if otherwise because I don't know much about anything else. <laughs> right. Right. Well, who are you? Talked about some of those guys that uh, that that have brought you up a little bit. Who who are some of those guys that have influenced well, you? Well, I mean, I, you've been in a long time. Well, yeah, my well, I mean, for like my father, definitely probably be my biggest influence, no question. And then uh, like Gordon Schubert um, and Bill Couch, both you know, in terms of and my dad, in terms of you know, just analyzing cattle and and learning, you know, what to look for, you know, what works, what doesn't, that kind of stuff from them. And probably like uh, Brad Worthington definitely on, you know, taking care of show cattle. Um, and then we had a, all in terms of calving cows and that kind of stuff, we had a, a guy named David Kuzman that worked for us, and um, he he was well, he's still the best cow just in terms of, taking care of one he could give do a cesarean you know better than most vets and you know in terms of the you know keeping them in the right health for breeding and that kind of stuff learned a lot from him um there's i mean so many people i i could you know tell about probably but probably the most i learned this uh simply from my father um he was a man basically like him he grew up with purebred shorthorns and and then and moved from Illinois into Indiana and then got in the Angus, but that's about the only thing he knew as well was, was cows. Yeah. Cool. That's good. A lot of, a lot of history there and uh, a lot of, a lot of cow knowledge and, and been there, been there, done that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They would learn from your mistakes kind of. Right. Right. You guys hit a lot of shows uh, in a year's time. Uh, you know, basically, because that's that's uh, one of the things you're geared towards. Chad, what's some of your favorite shows that that you go to? Well, I mean, um, one, well, Houston would be one of my favorites, mainly just because it's a laid back atmosphere that in a, a super super nice facility, and the people that run that show and put it on. I mean, they really cater to the exhibitor, and too, there's it's. You know, for the American breeds like your Brahmas and Brangus, it's a huge show, and that's something like people up in our part of the world we don't see a lot of them cattle, and it's I like to go and watch them shows. Um, in terms of all wanting to do real well that and stuff, our state fair and um, the North American in Louisville and the National Western in Denver probably carry the most weight for us. Um, it, our customers probably a little more attuned on what happens in them, you know, places and and whatnot um main reason we show a lot most of the cattle we show are ones that we've already sold and we're um taking them and exhibiting them for our customers um to help them you know um is is more why we take as many or go to as many shows as we do it's more of a service to our customers than per se for the you know doing it for just simply wilson cattle company mm-hmm Good, yeah, yeah. Now you've gotten to the point where you're judging quite a few shows. 
Yeah, yeah, I've judged. Oh, I mean, probably over 200 shows. Uh, I've judged uh, like the Shorthorns at the National Western in Denver. Uh, judged the National Santa Catruda show and Jackson at the Dixie National. I've judged four or five breeds at Houston. Judged at the uh, Canadian Royal in, in Toronto and a lot of different state fairs and, and jackpot shows and, and whatnot. Is there is there a memory that really sticks out from from one of your uh, judging times? Yeah, that's uh like I judged the steers. Uh, it's been a while ago. I can't remember exactly what year it was now at the Illinois Beef Expo, but it would have been the last year before they closed it to only Illinois cattle, but the every one of my breed champions but one was a champion at at its state fair and then my grand steer won won the Illinois State Fair, my reserve steer won the Indiana State Fair, so I was wow. kinda happy with happy with that, but um and then oh, I don't know. I mean uh, I enjoy judging. It's it's I mean it's fun and too and I mean it kinda you get to show your philosophy a little bit because the cattle business is somewhat depending on where you live and and whatnot you know it's it's a little matter of opinion a little philosophical i guess i guess my main focus when i go is i believe that the purebred industry is should be geared towards producing bulls for the commercial cattlemen because and so like i kind of try to in my mind pick cattle that you know can produce bulls that you know, are functional and sound, but weigh 1,400 or p- push them scales down, you know, at a year in that aspect, um, which is the kind of way we try to breed in our program a little bit too. That's a great lead-in to, to talking about these sale bulls. Uh, again, you've got the you've got the, the bull sale coming up on March 28th, and it's going to be held at Shamrock Livestock Market in O'Neill, Nebraska. Chad, why, why take these bulls from from Indiana to to go to O'Neill? From Indiana, no, I mean it, it, out there that's that's cow country where we're we're located, and the bull market can be a little limited just because we've got um, you know a bunch of smaller breeders that basically a lot of them have cattle as a side venture or as a hobby and you know, maybe only run 15 cows or this or that. And then out there, them guys, I mean, majority of them, you know, got hundred or more cows. Their sole income is they're the same as us where they make their living off cows. They don't grain farm or, you know, have other jobs. It's, it's their living. So the bulls, you know, have a little more value to them guys. Um, it's, and two, it's a way we can market more of our bulls as well. And you you think uh, you feel you've you've bred these bulls enough commercially to uh, to be able to run out there in Nebraska? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, I think um, if the people come and and see the bulls, and then I think they'll be impressed with the with the set of bulls we got. And if they, when they take them home, I think they'll be satisfied with them and and such that um, I think they definitely can work in that. Um, atmosphere out there we actually are owners of profit maker bulls in okalala nebraska with where there's four other people and we've always we used to always sell our bulls there and then the 
they the between the owners they had a, a vote and they wanted to lease some of the bulls well and um we were against that but everybody else was for it so once they started leasing we kind of quit sending our bulls there just simply because it the cost to get you know running them through the yard and doing all that and then the lease it took us too long to you know get our our money back out of them so this is kind of opening a new door to give us that you know uh bull market and clientele in that part of the world again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and with that they're not they're not a stranger to the wilson cattle company bulls yeah yeah oh good good deal yeah we've got uh you've got a couple you're, they're not you're not taking all angus out there you've got a couple different breeds and and a couple different uh setups of these bulls to to take out there yeah yeah there's um we got uh, right at let's see there's 12 angus and then um nine uh keys or key angus or key influence bulls and then there's one wagyu bull and one turfer bull and then uh, there's going to be four red angus uh from a Rob Dimmitt in southern Indiana as a as a special consignment. Okay. Well, Chad, why don't uh well, let's uh who can we get a hold of if we need some more some more information about these bulls after you go through them here? Uh who who can we contact on that? And when we got uh Barry Stromberg is a consultant. He lives not too far right outside O'Neill. Um He'd be another person that you could contact, or like if you're interested in the Wagyu Bull, Dr. Emerson, or the Red Angus Bulls, Rob Bennett. Okay. Where can we find this catalog at so uh, so the guys could, could go through it? Maybe maybe if they want to pause this and, and uh, find that catalog and then listen as we go through these bulls. Well, it's it's it we just it just actually got done. It um. It's on uh, it's on uh, Legacy uh, Livestock Plus or my Facebook page, Wilson Cattle Company Facebook page, or you could get a hold of uh, Dwayne Stevens on uh, Gold Buckle Cattle Services, the, the sale manager. Okay, and then that way they can they can uh, find that maybe follow along here uh, with us. So, Chad, I'm going to let you just uh, kind of go in and and uh, start talking about these bulls and just kind of let us know what lot number you're talking about and and uh, give us some uh give us some description of these bulls and, and tell us what you want us to know okay yeah some i'll, I'll kind of make it brief i'll go through some of the sale features kind of lot one bull is a is a really outstanding bull um, he's a, actually a full brother to the wcc unique bull which uh, we syndicated for uh, a little over 100,000 and went on and was the grand champion bull at the 2017 North American and was reserved grand at the 2017 National Western and Fort Worth stock shows. Um, his dam, the uh, WCC McDonough 231, is our our best donor cow, our best producer probably ever since we've been in business. Um, this cow also produced the 2018 uh, grand champion bull at the national western which would be a maternal brother to this bull um this bull uh, in terms of eye appraisal is really nice he's extremely well balanced and and line symmetry is really good it's extremely sound on his feet and legs got to add amount of muscle um moderate in terms of his frame really easy fleshing um 
he's performed really well too. He was lower birth weight at 77 pounds and uh, we just weighed him uh, three days ago and he was uh, right at 1380 at his yearling yearling weight. Um, very high quality individual. Lynn, um, the lots two and three bulls um, in terms of performance and stuff, these bulls have really, really done well. The, the lot uh, two bull, um, he's pushing up that upper 1400 pounds right now. Um, kind of a little different bread bull. Um, it's got his, you can check out his EPDs. He's got a good spread between his birth and his yearling. Um, the, this see be the lot, uh, six bulls, another bull that is really good. I think out of the Hoover dam bull. Um, he, he really pushed down the scales of 14 for 34 at a year. Uh, got a tremendous amount of performance to him and to he's really easy fleshing for as much performance and growth as he got And the key bulls a lot 13 uh, a little older bull senior yearling bull we've actually had this i turned this bull out with heifers for about two months and used him some and then got him back in to get ready for this bull sale but his his grandmother be one of our top producing key angus cows she would have been reserve national champion in 2013 and when his great-grandmother has produced over 90 either division or reserve division winners at the at the national show in louisville and then she's produced two grand champion pins of key bulls at the national western uh, definitely a sale feature um the lot 14 is a smoke colored bull i really like he's real complete he'd be a good choice for somebody needing the heifer bull um really easy flesh and really sound got a lot of balance and look about him red real, red real well really and then the, the lot 16 the 15 bull he's actually a maternal sib to the 2017 reserve national champion key bull um, he's got an extreme amount of bone and gross and performance about him. Then his, his sire is actually a full brother to the unique bull. Lot uh, 22. So guys looking for heifer bulls or, you know, got one to pick up on your carcass merit. This is a really good bull to look at. Um, extremely phenomenal for a Wagyu. He's got notch more bone. He's got a tremendous amount of performance and length about him. Um, and the Rob Emmett's got some really nice red bulls. Um, we're really proud of these bulls. I think, I mean, if a guy was, you know, a millionaire and didn't need, you know, to sell anything, there's probably at least 10 of these bulls you could take and show and be competitive about any level, anywhere. I, I feel, um, they're all bulls are all real good disposition and, you know, they were all real moderate in terms of their birth and, the average them just a little over 1300 a year there's a few of them that you know were right at 1400 pounds so i mean they've they've done real well i think the people will be really impressed if they come and see them and and be happy with them if they get get them and use them uh chad what kind of guarantees do you have on these bulls or or any special things you have on these guys well, I mean, they've all been semen checked and, and, and are good in that aspect, but we we stand behind these bulls 100%. So, I mean, if a guy has any problems with them, you know, just get a hold of us and we'll definitely work with you on either replacing them or, or giving you credit back or whatnot. Um, we put in the catalog basically 
but all the breed regu you know associations you know given bylaws or you know regulations on on that aspect but i mean we'll definitely work with the guy if there's any problems most all the bulls are real good disposition and like i said they've been semen checked and and such but um if there's any problems i mean we will definitely get with the guy and and, and help him out the best we can right every every once in a while the unfortunate happens so uh um, yeah yeah staying behind those well well that's great well chad the sale is march 28th uh what's what's going to happen in the days leading up to that when when will those bulls be out at o'neill uh when can people see them out there what uh what's some of that well timeline? well we're probably gonna um leave here the morning of march 23rd um which it's about an 18 hour drive so i I've put in the catalog like the bulls will be available for viewing any any time starting uh, March 25th. Um, so if somebody wants to come and see him, you know, I'd say give them a day and give us a day to get settled in there on the 24th. But the 25th, we, they should be available for viewing. Okay, good. And you guys be around there most of the time and working yep. and, and finishing things up. Yes. Yep. Well, good deal. Well, that's good. Now they have a special cow sale. Is is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm not sure on all the details on it. I think that there's going to be like 200 cows selling, but I don't. I don't know. You know the total. I guess if they're all bred or open, I think the majority of them are supposed to be bred. Um, there was a little. Um, I guess I don't know what. Uh, proper term is to say but on this coronavirus deal there was maybe some thought that 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 might get canceled but um far as i know is it's it's still all all go okay well that sounds good and if any anything does change uh we'll uh you'll do do your best to get it out to everybody and and let everybody know what's going on and um I would I would think most everybody that that has social media uh, that would be listening that's in the cattle industry they probably got you on their social media uh, somewhere right don't you think? Well, maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you to the point you can accept more friends on Facebook yet? <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean about once about I must make somebody mad about once a week because I usually I can about once a week I can accept a new friend. <laughs> that's uh, that's cool. We can well we can find Chad. Speaking of that, we can find Chad. We can find you on on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, yeah, Snapchatter. Uh, yeah, I got Snapchat, but I don't. To be honest with you, I don't use it very very often. I guess. So that's probably not the best place because I, I don't know. I opened it the other day and I had some Snapchats for eight years or eight months old. So I don't get on it a lot. Okay, okay, but somewhere, uh, somewhere you can find that, uh, find that pretty easily uh, on that, or or uh, send you a send you a text or, or something like that to to be able to get a hold yep. of you uh, just to check on that. Yep. So. Well, Chad, uh, uh, I appreciate that, and appreciate you getting on here on uh, before the bid, and and uh, just let everybody know that that you guys are taking uh, those bulls out there to Nebraska. Now, 
Chad, what if they want to come see them right there at uh, uh, at your place? That'd be fine too. Well, well, I mean, they're yeah, they're available for viewing anytime here at 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 home. Um, guy, if a guy wanted to come see him, just to give give me a call and and you know let let us know what time you're coming. But I mean, we're around here pretty much all the time, and you know they're they're ready and in terms and stuff to look at and easy to see so if a guy wanted to come yeah just let us know that you're coming and and you're more than welcome to come and look at them right and that is at, that is at cloverdale indiana uh U, usa for my uh for my guys around the world that are listening and uh I actually have some guys in uh actually had some guys in jamaica listening uh to some of these so uh so yeah we'll make sure we throw that usa in but but they will move be moved out to the shamrock livestock market uh that is at o'neill nebraska for the sale march 28th the uh sale will start at uh, one o'clock central time and uh so uh, i want to invite you to get a hold of chad wilson get a hold of uh Dwayne stevens um and uh get a hold of those guys if you have any questions on those bulls and uh chad uh, appreciate you spending some time with me here on before the bid and and letting me pick your brain a little bit and and uh let me uh learn about some of the things that uh that you do yep uh, thank you for for having me all right well i appreciate it again i uh, just want to invite everybody out to that bull sale or uh, get a hold of chad before those bulls go out there so again we want to thank chad wilson wilson cattle company and uh, we want to thank you for listening to another edition of before the bid podcast thank you for tuning in to this edition of before the bid For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on Before the Bid.